The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. Today is going to be like the first official episode around training for the Paris Marathon, answering questions, and sharing how I will be prepping. So just sit back and relax, and we will just jump right into the episode. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am very excited to be doing this episode because I am over the moon to be training for the Paris Marathon and as you guys know, for some reason, marathon training just makes me feel like I have purpose and gives me purpose, um, which is a really depressing thought. But for me, it's very exciting. So I am very excited to share in the excitement. I am actually pre-recording some episodes because I will be away for the holidays and with my boyfriend's family. So this is not going to really be a very different high and low from the last episode, but I just wanted to share quickly around some highs and lows that are different. But I'm just trying to think, of other things that I did not talk about in the last episode. But I guess a high is definitely looking forward, thinking about the holiday season and being able to spend it with my boyfriend and his family because they are very lovely. And obviously I love spending time with my boyfriend and I'm just really excited because this really does feel like a step in life, I guess, because I think I've shared before that this will be the first Christmas that I don't spend with family. And it's just because of like plans and the world and this new variant that I just felt like it was the safe idea to just stay put. But it definitely feels like a very like grown up different thing that I'm doing now going and spending the holidays with my partner. And so I'm very excited about that. I'm very excited because I know that they've got a lot of traditions and I know that the UK in general just has like very different Christmas traditions compared to the US. But no matter what holiday you're celebrating, I hope that it is a very merry and cheery one. But I'd say lows for the week are definitely just a lot of like trying to kind of keep my head above water and I think it's really hard to not look at the news when things like this sort of pop up again and so with this new variant obviously it's a very serious thing and it's very important to stay sort of in touch with the news but I think it's also very easy to get very caught up in that and it's going to be I think it's just really important to sort of make sure that you are looking after yourself properly but all obviously with sort of these new guidelines from the government I'm we're again kind of working from home and just doing things to kind of be safe again and so it's definitely going to be an interesting next couple of weeks couple of months however long it's going to be and whatever happens next but I think it's just really looking to stay positive and trying to stay positive amidst sort of these new guidelines and rules and whatnot but obviously it's important to stay as safe as possible but 
yeah, I guess I just wanted to share that obviously that's not something that is very positive. And I wasn't here last year when they brought in the government guidelines and Christmas was like basically canceled in the UK. And so I obviously feel for people that were here when that happened. And so I can't imagine what that was like. And obviously it's a very hard thing this time of year to kind of, you know, be unsure about whether or not you'll be able to be with family. So I think it's really about trying to keep positive and finding those little things to kind of keep you going throughout the day, but also sort of being realistic about if you need to sort of take a day for yourself and really just take care of yourself and really look after your mental health. That's also really important too. But yeah, without further ado, we'll just jump into the episode now. All right, so Paris Marathon 2022, I am so excited. And obviously, I am sort of just on that last point, being realistic about the possibility that it may not go forward with this new variant and with the rules always sort of changing between countries and different parts of the world. But I think just going forward, I am choosing to sort of train regardless. And if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, then we find something else. We always just sort of look forward and move forward. But I am so excited and I'm really excited, especially because I'm doing Paris and Berlin with Alzheimer's Society. And I've shared in a previous episode where I kind of um, let you guys know what my plans were um, that was not as exciting of a surprise as I thought it would be. But I am really excited to be running with Alzheimer's Society because it is very near and dear to my heart as my grandpa passed away in November of 2018 from vascular dementia. And I shared before that he was a very big time runner, ran in New York, ran in Boston Marathon. And yeah, I think it's just something to that is going to make it very much more special this year coming to be kind of running in honor of my grandpa Jack and just sort of being able to remember him in a really positive way and fundraising for such an amazing cause. So I will be sharing in sort of all of these episodes around my training for the Paris Marathon series about the first link in my show notes, but my goal is a thousand pounds for Alzheimer's Society, so I would love if you check that out and donate if you can. If not, sharing the link is always very much appreciated, but yeah, if you wanted to check that out, that will be the first link in the show notes. But yeah, I'm very excited about Paris. I've never been to Paris. I've never been to France. And so I think I'm just very excited in general about the just being able to kind of go over and explore a new place. I think that one of my favorite ways to explore a new area or a new city is by going on runs. I've really learned the streets of London so well because I run so much throughout the streets of London. So I just know lots of routes by heart. I know sort of where things are now by heart because of all the running that I do. And I always think that it's such a great way to see a city is to kind of go on a run and explore and see it. And I would highly recommend it if you haven't done that yet to definitely do that, especially when you're traveling. I know that like lots of people are all about, you know, if you're on vacation, you're not working out, you're not, but even just like going on walks and things is such a great way to explore a new city. But I'm just really excited because I've heard how gorgeous the course is, how beautiful the city is. And I've got some friends that are going to be possibly coming to support, which is very, very exciting. Friends that are very near and dear to me and that I would be just over the moon to see if I were running and seeing them on the sidelines. But yeah, I guess I just, I did sort of post something on the podcast Instagram the other day, just sort of sharing in 
asking if anyone had any questions around what my plans are for prep and training for the Paris Marathon. And if you ever want to ask any questions, please feel free to ask them and shoot a DM to um, me on Instagram. It's just at resiliency and running. Or if you want to send me an email, I believe that there is a link for to email me on my podcast Instagram page, but I will just kind of start answering questions. They're both kind of similar, but they go under the theme of how I'm going to be training. And so the first question is, are you following a training plan? Yes, I am. Um, I've spoken about how I would always like to eventually be able to write my own plans because I'm a very like numbers sort of person, Um, really like data, really like analytics and that sort of a thing. So I think the more plans that I done, the more that I've sort of learned that it really is a numbers thing, really just dependent on your pace and how many miles you want to do per week. And so that's definitely something that I have sort of as a goal in the back of my mind, something that I'd like to learn more about and get into because I think that that would be re- that would be really cool, not just for me, but I think to be able to offer that as a service eventually and offer that to like listeners, to people that are interested in that and being able to sort of start people on their running journey, I think would be really special just being someone who wasn't a runner and kind of, you know, built up her running endurance over time and just being able to kind of bring that knowledge and bring that experience, I think would be really cool to eventually get into that. I don't know if I'd call it coaching, but we never know what the future will hold, so we shall see. But Yes, I am following a training plan. I believe it's actually the same training plan that I followed for my first marathon, which ended up being a trail marathon. So it didn't really make sense for me in the end and the training wasn't really applicable. And I'm still, it's sort of like same goals, just sort of a few years later. And I'm excited because obviously my running style is different and I've learned a lot more since I first trained. And that was like my first time ever doing marathon training. So I think with the knowledge that I have now and sort of my goals in the back of my mind, I am excited to sort of do this, but I am following a sub four training plan from runnersworld.com. I've talked about them before. I think they're a great site and they share a lot of different plans according to what your running goals are or dependent on your pace, dependent on your goal time. And so having done the London Marathon in four hours 12, I would really like to sort of get closer, either closer to four, if not under four, I think would be insane. And so that's sort of the goal. That is the plan that I'm following. But the other question was basically, would you recommend the runner's world plan that you use for the London Marathon? So I think that there's a bit of confusion. So basically there, I did use a runner's world plan for my first trail marathon, even though I hadn't initially signed up for that trail marathon. It was sort of a last minute. If you haven't listened to that episode, you really should because it's like, I think it's also like my first my most listened to episode because it shares all about how I marathon trained for one marathon but ended up running a different one. So I will link that episode in the show notes because it is a very great episode. Very funny story about how I got into marathon running and yeah. But I did follow a runner's world training plan, like I said, for that one. But for the London Marathon, I actually followed a training plan from my coaches at Boston Children's and that was the charity that I ran with in the London Marathon. So basically 
we had coaches that provided two different training plans for each runner. One was more of a beginner's plan. So for people that were brand new to marathon training and were kind of still in that beginner phase. And there was another one that was a bit more intermediate. And so I followed the intermediate one having done a marathon prior and having sort of done distance running before and quite often. And that was, I think, about 18 weeks. And so that was a really great plan to follow. I'd say that the only thing for me that didn't really do it for me with that plan was that it didn't really have very much like speed workouts or speed trials, which is something that I actually think really helps me that I find a lot of times in the runner's world training plans. And so especially in this sub four training plan, 16, I think it's a six, no, 15 week training plan. There are a lot of different speed workouts that I really am looking forward to. So I'm very excited for that. But yeah, just to sort of clarify and share about that. I've shared the plan that I got from Boston Children's on a TikTok video before. So if you ever wanted to go and look at that, you can go and find that video and screenshot it if you wanted to do that plan. Um, more than happy to share it. But yeah, and I kind of, I do think that with the Berlin Marathon, I'll probably be doing a different plan. And obviously that'll be a shorter amount of time, but we, that will come um, later on and we will come to that when we come to that. But yeah, I, like I said, this will be my first year doing two marathons in a year. So I'm very excited for the challenge. And I am in the process of getting new shoes. I feel like I'm getting new running shoes all the time because you're meant to change them every 300 to 500 miles. So I believe that I'm going to go with the Hoka Bondi X's. I'm really into these carbon plated shoes at the moment and I have been. I trained in the Carbon X2s all 18 weeks and I ran in them for the London Marathon and so I think I'm going to stay on the train of the carbon plated shoes but I've heard a lot of good things about these new Bondi X shoes and I will probably at some point need to do like an episode just on shoes because I've tried a couple of different shoes at this point and I've got some things to say but yeah, I guess that that's kind of in a nutshell, sort of some of the initial thoughts, initial prep that I will be doing going into marathon training. This is my first time doing marathon training in the winter though. So that will be something that I will definitely be sharing more about in sort of the experiences and whatnot around that. Obviously it doesn't snow very much in the UK, so I don't really need to kind of come into running in the snow as you would in other parts of the world, but I will definitely share tips and experiences and things in the coming episodes around, yeah, how, what it's like to marathon train in the winter, and obviously stay tuned for lots more to come in the build-up to the Paris Marathon in April of 2022. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. As I mentioned, the first link in the show notes will be for my fundraiser. It is for Alzheimer's Society, and you can click on the link to learn more about my Grandpa Jack and why I am fundraising for Alzheimer's Society. I always keep links for the podcast social media, so make sure to go and follow the podcast on Instagram and TikTok. But otherwise, I will see you in the next episode. Bye.